Welcome to Breaking the Cycle of Poverty. Today we're featuring Andrew Green, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. My name is Tim Swearens, and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States. On this episode, we'll discuss how Shepherd assists neighbors during the holidays, as well as the challenges that people living in poverty often face at this time of year. Um, we first of all, we hope all of our listeners had a wonderful Christmas and we're and are looking forward to a great New Year. Uh, Andrew, Christmas at Shepherd is a is a great blessing for our neighbors and for our staff and volunteers. What stands out to you about the ways that Shepherd celebrates the birth of Jesus? You know, it's really I think probably one of the one of my most favorite times of year here at Shepherd, even in general, but here at Shepherd especially, we have just a lot of opportunities to connect with families. You know, we did something different this year. Uh, first time we did a Christmas festival. We've done a, a festival, but this time we kind of went all out and we had some really neat, uh, we had ice skating on site here at oh, Shepherd. Cool. We had a snowball fight that happened inside <laughs> at Shepherd. We decorated the whole building, just really gave a chance for neighbors to come and connect. And that's going to be a theme I think we're going to talk a lot about today. But I think the other neat thing is one of my favorite things is our Christmas store. And we do, we've done kind of two of them this year where we did one opportunity where kids get to pick out something for their parents, Mm -hmm. which is really cool to see. We had a great group of volunteers there for that this year. Again, a big group from uh, Kingdom Factor came and served that day, which was awesome. And then we do the... Christmas store where parents come and shop for their kids too, which really the whole building gets transformed and they get to walk through and they get to pick out gifts. They get to wrap them here on site and then they take the gifts home. So really awesome ways to just promote family time together, family giving of gifts, obviously just that kind of service to one another. One another, And we just love Christmas around here. That's that's great. Who played Santa Claus? <laughs> we actually had two Santas this year. One, uh, another pastor friend of ours came and served, and then we had Anthony, who, if you've ever been around Shepherd, uh, is such a joy and a, a light around here at Shepherd. He's usually working in our kitchen, but on that Saturday, he was Santa and was engaging everybody around here. Oh, that's great. Great, great times. We, we, we do know, though, that the, the holidays can be hard for, for a lot of people, yeah. and especially those who are struggling with isolation and lo- loneliness. Um, next month, the Indianapolis Business Journal plans to publish a column by, by Jay Height about the friendship recession. Yeah. Um, and what, what are your thoughts? What th- thoughts can you share, Andrew, about the crisis of loneliness in America? Yeah. I think, um, you know, we're not the only ones who have said this, but uh, it's an epidemic for yes. our neighborhood. Uh, actually, the Surgeon General said that. Uh, fairly recently, in, within this last year, talked about the epidemic of loneliness and declared it a public health crisis. Yes. And I think, you know, that's something that we've been saying for a little while now around here at Shepherd. when we see the lack of hope in our community and the lack of connection. And it's a lot of it is about that isolation that happens. And like you said, around the holidays is especially bad. I think it's a combination of, you know, a lot of people have experienced loss And then there's a weather factor as well, just the kind of gray nature of things. There's a lot of people dealing with a lot of depression, 
a lot of loneliness. And that kind of goes throughout the year, but can be especially bad at the holidays. How do we respond or how should we respond to that, that epidemic? Get out and connect, which is hard. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, yesterday, actually, and he was sharing about how this time of year is hard for him. And uh, I happened to have invited him to go Christmas caroling with us recently. And that was a chance where if somebody didn't push him, he wasn't going to do it. I asked him once. He said, no, nah, no, thanks. I don't want to do it. I asked him multiple times. Mm-hmm. And he finally kind of gave in. And then after the fact, he was so glad that he had done it. But I think there's a lot of us out there who maybe somebody asks once or twice, and ah, no, no thanks, not really interested. But the opportunity for all of us to say, to look for folks who might be resisting kind of getting out and about and engaging with other neighbors, we all have that chance to connect. And that's really what even like the Christmas festival that we did this mm-hmm. year was not about signing up for Christmas store or coming and ice skating. It was about connecting. And that's what we're looking for. And that's what we want to offer neighbors who don't have that opportunity as much. Our culture has changed a lot and we want to keep pushing connection. Yes. So people often step up uh, to volunteer at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, and and we're thankful for that. Yeah, but but the, but the needs remain great throughout the year. How can people get involved in helping neighbors at Shepherd in the year ahead? Yeah, that's a great question. I th- uh, I've thought about ways people can connect again, and I think about relationship, and uh, that takes time, obviously. But we have some really cool opportunities throughout the year. One of the ones that comes to mind is delivering food. Yes. So we have folks that. Are, we deliver five days a week, Monday through Friday. We're delivering food to neighbors who are homebound. And those are really cool opportunities to connect with folks who most of them aren't getting out and about. And so that's a, that's a great one. We have some volunteers who do that. We'd love to have some more help in that way. I also think about one of the things we've been doing for a little while now is it, we call it our paraclete program internally. That's what we call it. And that paraclete is referring to that Greek word from the New Testament that usually refers to the Holy Spirit, but it's one who comes alongside. And so we've been having our staff do a lot of that, where we kind of break up all the families and assign different families to Mm -hmm. different staff and say, hey, reach out and connect pretty much every week if you can, and check in, see what's going on, share with them about what's happening here at Shepherd, hear what's going on in their life, hear what needs there might be. So we can invite volunteers to participate in that as well and build relationships in that way. Again, that's a long-term idea as well. But those are some really cool ways to connect and build relationships with neighbors in our community, and it helps to, as we were talking about, build those connections. How about tutoring or mentoring? Are there opportunities for that? Uh, Absolutely. We do that uh, a lot with our younger kids, even middle school and high school. Chances for folks to say, hey, I'd love to spend some time with a kid. A lot of times a really easy way to do that is by having a structured relationship like tutoring, for example, where you're coming for a specific purpose. Hey, I want to love to help you with math or maybe you're struggling with reading. I can come alongside. But what we see happening is that the relationship really starts to build off of that. Maybe that tutoring is the initial outcome, but you start to build relationship and build connection. You're talking about 
things that are happening at school for them, things that are happening at home. You're hearing about other needs. You're hearing about challenges. You have chances to pray with them, have chances to talk about what their future looks like and start to have kind of that future orientation. Yes, yes. So learning to read or learning to do math, really important, but building that relationship maybe even more so. Yeah, it's just like all of those programs that we have are really all about opportunities to build relationship, and we invite volunteers to come alongside in doing that. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to believe that you know we're we're at the end of an of another year. Twenty twenty four is getting ready to start in just a few days. What are what are Shepherd's priorities in in the year ahead? Yeah, so we've been working on uh, some of our strategies going mm-hmm. forward, even looking out as far as twenty thirty. And talking about that, but some key ones for this next year. 2030, that just seems like science fiction, right? (laughs) We're talking about it, thinking about it, thinking about what our neighborhood looks like then. And a couple of those kind of key priorities for us are around that connecting point. So we're talking about we've, we've done some changes internally to look at how do we keep deepening relationships with the families that we get to connect with. So that's a big one for the year going forward is how to create more opportunities for connection and relationship within the program and how to invite others into that with us. I think another big one for us is education this next year. You know, we've done a lot with that, but we're really leaning into our relationship with IPS. How do we figure out how to support IPS? And they've been really receptive and invited us into some neat opportunities this coming year with some additional schools. And how do we create quality education seats in our neighborhood. You know, we have a school at Shepherd, but there's a lot of other schools in our neighborhood. How can we join other schools, offer additional support, and create those quality education seats? So that education is a big one for us. Another one um, that continues to be a big challenge, obviously not just in our neighborhood, uh, but uh, lots of neighborhoods, is housing. And that's going to be something that we're continuing to look at. You know, we recently just hired a, a director of housing that's going to help us think about that differently, think about some strategies, think about partnerships. That's going to be huge for us going forward of how do we keep looking at how to create stable housing for our neighbors. So those are a few of the priorities looking at as we enter into this new year. All really important sets of issues, not just one issue, but a number of issues. Complex. Complex, yes. Uh, Andrew, would you you pray for us as we prepare to enter another new year? Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for uh, what you've done this past year as we look back and we think about all the ways that you've been faithful. And Lord, we think about all of the struggles still that so many of us and our neighbors are facing. And so, Lord, we just pray as we look ahead that you would just direct our steps, Lord. Would you please open and close doors and give us wisdom as we move forward? We just pray especially for our neighbors and our neighborhood and pray for your peace to reign in hearts and in lives and in this community, Lord. There's so much hurt and isolation and loneliness, Lord. We just pray that uh, you would use us to bring hope and to point people towards you, God. We just lift up this new year to you and we give you all the praise in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. 
For 38 years, Shepherd Community has made a lasting difference in the lives of thousands and thousands of neighbors. The Shepherd team couldn't do that work without the support of donors, partners, and volunteers. To learn more about how you can help, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you for listening.